Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Haithline. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. While we're talking about female-founded businesses, you guys have to check out SheKind, an independent Canadian retail boutique. SheKind is run by a mother-daughter duo with the goal of making women look and feel their absolute best with the thing we love, fashion. All of the brands that they partner with are either female-founded or female-led. Head over to SheKind.ca to shop their super cute clothing by all female-led brands, and right now you can get 20% off your first purchase using code MADEIT20. That's 20% off using code M-A-D-E-I-T-2-0 at SheKind.ca. One use per customer. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Haithline. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. While we're talking about female-founded businesses, you guys have to check out SheKind, an independent Canadian retail boutique. SheKind is run by a mother-daughter duo with the goal of making women look and feel their absolute best with the thing we love, fashion. All of the brands that they partner with are either female-founded or female-led. Head over to SheKind.ca to shop their super cute clothing by all female-led brands, and right now you can get 20% off your first purchase using code MADEIT20. That's 20% off using code M-A-D-E-I-T-2-0 at SheKind.ca. One use per customer. Today I am here with Jessica. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me here today. And I'm excited to hear more about your business and your journey as an entrepreneur. Awesome. Yeah, Sarah, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. (laughs) Yes, of course. So how about we start off by having you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your business. Sure. So I started my business over five years ago. And before that, I spent 15 years in corporate finance. So 15 years living the corporate life. Um, I would say a little bit more than a nine to five, probably like a nine to whenever. (laughs) It was a very demanding industry. Uh, I spent some time in public accounting, which, you know, three months out of the year was working till midnight, 2 a.m. from nine in the morning. And it was just kind of like never stop, you know, sort of a 24-7 demanding Uh, occupation, uh, as it was in the finance world, right? Because very much tied to people's money, right? And the financial markets. And so I spent 15 years doing that because it's what I studied in college. I got a finance major, I got my MBA in finance, and I thought that's what I should be doing in life. You know, I was raised 
very conservatively in terms of, you know, you will go uh, to school, you'll get your education, you will not only get your bachelor's, but you'll get your master's and then you'll get a certification. You know, my father wanted me to be a CPA and just something, all of those years never clicked for me. I always felt out of place. I jumped from job to job. I would be in there maybe for like a year or two. And, and back then that was considered unstable right now is sort of the millennials. Um, that is the spirit of, you know, if you don't like it, then, then get the hell out. But back then it was, it was seen as being, you know, unstable or just not being secure. Um, you know, what's wrong with you kind of a thing. And, and I always had those thoughts within me, like what's wrong with me? Why am I not happy in any of these careers? And the money was great. I mean, my last corporate job, I was actually living in San Francisco at the time. I worked in venture capital and I was making uh, more than six figures, way more than six figures. So to, to most people, it's a dream, right? You're living in San Francisco. It's a beautiful city, you know, I'm making well over a hundred thousand dollars a year, which there is not that much <laughs> the most expensive city in the world. But I made, you know, a little bit more than that. Huge bonuses. And I used to sit at my desk every single day thinking, why am I helping? Literally, my position was to fund other people's dreams, to actually send the money to startups. We would actually help fund certain startups. A lot of big startups that you know, like Waze, which Google bought. And I used to actually meet a lot of these executives. And so it was a really, really fun job at points. But I was like, how am I helping fund other people's dreams when I have my own? I used to sit with a notebook next to me and literally dream and visualize. And that's when I kind of started on my spiritual path uh, listening to podcasts. I used to commute an hour and a half every single day from, I lived in Walnut Creek, California to San Francisco. And that was my outlet. You know, my husband drove, we commuted together and I was so miserable, um, depressed and anxious every single day. I used to wake up with panic attacks, just thinking about going to this place. Um, and still to this day, I actually had one the other night. <laughs> I have nightmares that like I'm back in one of these corporate environments that, with the recess lighting, with a boss that's telling me like, sending me this huge project and saying like, you can't go to bed until this is done. Literally that used to happen to me. So I'm still a bit traumatized from that experience. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to a point um, back in 2014, 2015, where I had a major panic attack. We had two weeks off from Christmas. And those days leading up to it after the new year, I told my husband, I just can't go back. I literally, I can't do this anymore. And he knew, he knew me for a few years at that time. And he said, I know you and I know who you are outside of the work environment. And that's not you. Like, it was almost like I had to put on a mask, you know, every single day and go to this place that literally made me sick. You know, I was 80 pounds overweight. Uh, I was depressed and anxious every single day. I used to cry or have panic attacks, right? One or the other. And I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. I can't be so tied to something just for money. And it was, it was somewhere, on, I don't even remember the podcast or who it was, but she said something and I never forgot it. And that's why I'm so passionate about speaking on podcasts because you never know if any of your listeners get that, that itch that like they thought about it, but they're just afraid to make it happen or they're worried about, you know, the money piece, which so many people worry about, how am I going to make this work financially? Um, you know, and then I'll be honest, for the first year, we didn't know how we were going to make the rent. My husband had a job, but it wasn't enough for both of us. He needed two incomes to live in San Francisco. And somehow I just, I made it work. You know, it was almost like my back was against the wall. Um, to make a long story short, I quit that job cold turkey. Um, they made me stay on part-time for like a couple of months, but then they just eventually let me go cold on a Friday. We're like, you're done. And at first I was so scared because I still had that part-time income. And then it's like, I was thrown into the fire. And it's like, my heart was like jumping out of my chest. 
with fear, but excitement at the same time. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm free. Like I can finally take this coaching business that I started building online. I started building a platform. Um, originally it was wellness coaching. So I told you I was overweight at the time and I was trying to lose weight. I was engaged. So I was trying to lose weight for my wedding. And I started just sharing my story as to how I was able to rid myself, not only of my emotional toxicity, which led to physical, right? But then to rid a job that wasn't serving me, weight that wasn't serving me, and really just connecting all of those dots. Uh, and so I was just kind of thrown into the fire, did that for like a year or two, still do that. Um, but now my focus is business coaching. Interestingly enough, I had a lot of my clients that would come to me or people I talked to on social media, and they were like, how, do you, how did you start your business? Like, I'm so intrigued at how you went from like not even knowing how to pay rent to having a successful full-time online business. And I just kept hearing this question more and more. And I'm like, interesting, I'm marketing myself online as a wellness coach. <laughs> you know, that's the name of my brand was Mosin Wellness when I started. That's all I was sharing is how I'm losing weight and how I'm, you know, feeding my body and feeding my soul. And they just wanted to know how I started my business. And I, I believe in the divine and, and I have a very deep spiritual connection. And I, I took that as a sign to move into more business coaching and really helping women do exactly what I did. Step away from a toxic environment, whether it's a toxic job, a relationship, whatever is not serving you in your life. Maybe it's self-sabotage, right? We're often or we're our own worst enemy um, and stepping away and, and starting this business and learning, you know, what's the technology that I need to get started. That's something I never felt I had. Um, how do I show up on social media? How do I have the confidence to show up? Uh, and then of course, building community, um, which I'm very passionate about building your own community around your brand. So yeah, absolutely. No, it's an incredible story. And um, I think it's amazing that that's, you know, how you ended up to where you are here. And so when you were, you know, looking and you said, I can't do this job anymore, like I need to get out. Did you know right away that you wanted to go in and start your own business? Or did you sort of think about, is it a different industry? Or how did you sort of end up at that? No, it was 100% start my own business. It was, again, like I was funding other people's dreams. I used to have this notebook. I actually started part-time um, doing with like a network marketing company. That's what initially kind of led me into this and learning, you know, how to show up online and how to share your story and like all those. And then I literally got to a point after a few months of that, I was successful in that venture. I was like, I want my own products. I want my own brand. I want to be able to show up online and not tell someone they need vitamins or a shake or a workout video and that's going to solve all of their problems, right? That quick fix pill and actually help people get to that root cause of whatever it is. Because somebody who wants to start a business, it's not just about that. It's, it's what does that business let you do, right? What is your kind of greater purpose? And that's what I help my clients with a lot as well um, is living the spirit of Ikigai, right? Which is Japanese for a reason for being, right? Because having a business just to, to make money, that's not going to feed your soul sustainably, right? What's going to keep you getting up for bed every day? Okay, well, why do you want to make that money? What is that money going to let you do? How, what is it going to let you afford? Is it more time with your family? Is it time to travel and step away? You know, is it time to spend more time with your spouse or your loved ones? It, you know, that money leads to something, right? Is it just something inside yourself that you feel you need to do? And that's what it was for me. And, and then all of the above, you know, I, that's what really got me in the corporate world is I didn't like having to be up at a certain time and to dress a certain way and to act. 
I'm a rebel at heart. And so that just didn't serve me. So yeah, hundred percent. I was like, I'm going all in. My husband even said, he's like, if, if you can do anything, I know this is for you. And of course I didn't think so at the time. I was like, Oh my God, really? You believe in me? I have no idea what to do, but I just felt that urge within me. And that's what I always inspire all of my students, all my clients. If you feel that fear, like I felt at first, but excited at the same time and liberated, like, you know, that that's your path, right? And you will find your way, but you have to take little steps, little leaps of faith, right? Obviously you don't have to go all in like me and quit your job and not worry how you're going to put food on the table, <laughs> you know, have a part-time gig. But if you know that in your heart, you're meant to do this, you're meant for more then absolutely a hundred percent, you know, I say go for it and make small moves every day to get there. Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely agree with that. What's the best way to be listening to Made It Happen podcast? Maybe from the comfort of your own home with a glass of Marlowe, Chardonnay, Rosé. Either way, I want to talk about the official wine of Made It Happen podcast, Paglioni Estate Winery. Paglioni Estate Winery is a winery located in Harrow along the wine route where their wine is produced in small batches using natural methods and pay homage to the Italian winemaking traditions of the old country, enhanced by the unique terrier of Canada's southernmost region. My personal favorite is their 2018 Marlot, but they have a wide variety of amazing wines to choose from, because what goes better than podcasts and wine? You can find them on social media at Paglioni Estate Winery to follow along. Cheers! And you were sort of talking about, you know, with your clients, is there any sort of particular, I guess, question that a lot of them come to you with, or just sort of one piece of advice that you'd look at someone who is maybe looking at starting their own business or something that maybe they should just keep in mind while they're, you know, sort of exploring that? Sure. Yeah. So a big question I get all the time is how do you write content that literally speaks to me. Like, I feel like you're in the room with me <laughs> and I know who you are, even though I've never met you. One of my clients said this all the time. We first started working. She's like, I've never met you, but literally anytime I read your post, play one of the videos, obviously you get a better sense of who I am, but she's like, I can just, I can hear you saying it. Like I know your voice and I can hear it's like, you're there with me in the room. And that feels so supportive, but it also feels supportive, like to know that you're not alone. Right. So mm -hmm. that person starting out, what I would tell them is to learn because that, that's a different skill. Right. Even if you're which I always thought of myself as a good writer, like an author. I love to write books. I like to write poems, stories. But speaking to people online, especially when they don't know who you are, that's a whole different conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my greatest piece of advice is to just like visualize that person, like just like you and I, like we're having this conversation. And I never prep for podcasts, you know, I'm, sometimes they send me the questions, sometimes they don't, but I'm like, I know the answers. I, I don't need to study my life. Right. And that's mm -hmm. the same advice that I would give for anyone looking to start out. Like you don't need to find content. You don't need to go on Pinterest to get ideas. You don't need to, it does help or follow other people. Right. Everybody has that FOMO like, Oh my gosh, look what so-and-so is doing. I should do that too. Follow your own voice. I've, I've done that the entire five years. Sure. I look at people, I get ideas. But at the end of the day, I take those ideas and I make them my own. And it's the same that I encourage all my clients. I show them, hey, this is what's worked for me, right? Marketing wise or how to get more followers on Instagram or Facebook. But these are your options. Pick one and do what feels really good to you. What's going to feel good to you to show up every single day, right? And be consistent. I, I can't say enough. I know it's very cliche and people hear that all the time. But the Facebook group that I birthed five years ago, 
I still show up every single day, even if it's something like a small quote or a little blurb, or maybe I take content that I've repurposed over the years, but I'm there. And, and that tells people she's still here. She's still around. It's always that kind of loving people say I get that loving touch or that like rah, rah, like pom poms, you know, kind of cheering them through life. Um, you know, and since then I've evolved, I have a text group now, I have a membership um, that I connect with people every single day. But I think it's really important to number one, envision that other person and to be completely authentic and real and just only share the pieces of your story again that you're comfortable being vulnerable with. And once you find those people that you connect with, create a community, you know, invite them into your space and live the spirit of your brand and attract people naturally through that process. Um, again, through my whole five years, I believe in organic marketing. I, I really don't buy ads or believe in any of that sales funnels. I have a very sort of organic and natural approach uh, to how I've attracted all of my clients and audiences. And it feels good because like, for instance, I just opened my membership a month ago, every single person that I didn't even know before, they're literally a piece of me, like not a hundred percent me. Right. But there's some little story that she'll tell. And I'm like, wow, that, that sounds so much like me. Like, I'm just like that. And, and it's little things. It could be like a drink that they like, or like a quote that they say all the time or a mantra that my mother said that maybe her mother said, but like, that's how you know that you found the right people. And it's just really comforting and beautiful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I like how you mentioned too, how, you know, you go specifically for the organic growth strategy and with marketing, is there any um, like specific sort of strategy you use for your organic marketing strategy? You know, building the community is definitely a big one. Is there any other ones that you use for your business? Yeah. So I actually use a platform. It's called Member Vault. I don't know if you've heard of it before. It's literally changed the entire face of my business. It's a husband and wife team that created, it's basically like a course platform or like a content creation platform to host all your content. But the beauty of that is it, it can be used for so much beyond just courses. You can share like modules for your one-on-one -on -one clients within that platform. You can use it as like a website or a landing page. It literally has all functions of all these other programs that I invested in before. And then once I got member vault, it's like a one-stop shop. It does all of the above. So I don't need to buy five or six platforms that all speak to the same point. I have that one place that I can go to. Um, and the beauty of it is it doesn't just host content. Uh, the reason why it's great for organic marketing is because it tracks users as to where they're clicking on the site. You know, what are they interested in? It gives you specific analytics as to, you know, who are some warm leads versus hot leads based on where they're clicking. Um, it uses a system called gamification, which is basically like earning points based on where they click. And so you can see and run promotions. I do this all the time on social media where like the person who has the highest points, I don't of course tell them what the system is, but whoever's the most engaged, right, will receive, you know, a free gift or one of my downloads or a discount on a membership or a course. Wow. Yeah. I'll definitely be checking that out. I hadn't heard of that before, but it sounds yeah. like an incredible platform. So I'll definitely. Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so since you've started your business, has there been um, sort of one big obstacle that you've overcome through it and sort of how did you, how did you overcome that and what did you do during that time? Yeah. So I would, two, two big obstacles come to mind. The first I sort of alluded to was my first year of business, which I always tell Entrepreneurs is the hardest and probably, you know, a lot of people don't survive that first year. 
Um, that kind of is the make or break year. And that was the financial piece. It was like, because you're, you're learning at the same time as implementing at the same time as trying to find clients, right? You're kind of a one, a one woman show, you know, and I very much was at that point. So it's like, how do you keep all the balls in the air without feeling overwhelmed, without sacrificing your own health and well-being and sanity, right? <laughs> in the process. And it's hard because you build a business to have free time. But that first year, it's like, there's so much going on that you feel like you don't have a lot of that. I remember having a conversation with my husband all the time. He's like, you're just starting out. Like, you're not going to get to work two days a week, you know, right off the bat. Like, it's not how it works. But so many people think that. Um, and what really helped me again was knowing what is that first offer I want to put out there. That's like, and this is what my coach trained me and I share this with other people. What's that fastest path to cash, right? That can kind of alleviate some of those concerns. So you can actually do what you love. So you can be in your creative zone without that fear of like, oh my gosh, how do I pay the bills? Oh my gosh, how am I going to make this work? Should I go back to my part-time job or do I still need to balance, you know, this part-time job with that? And so really just knowing that one offer and I'm actually working with a client now to help her through this. I started with one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, which was intensive. They were like three month packages, which were right. Obviously super high value, super high cost to get that cash infusion. But the times we're living in now that might not be, that's a little tone deaf, right? That might not be something that's easy. I think to market online it tells me, Hey, you got $5,000, you know, to invest, especially for somebody starting out. So I recommend her to take a mini version of that, right? Do like a mini one, instead of having a three month package, just have a one, a one-off starter session, like kind of like a getting to know you. So that person feels that's the right coach for them. You get a little cash coming in the door and you can kind of build your book of business that way instead of the traditional, which I was schooled in discovery calls where you're investing so much time and so much money, not ever knowing. And I remember my very first discovery call, big mistake was an hour. I scheduled an hour. Well, this lady took it as a therapy and talked way over and I had no idea to like get her off the phone. And I got off, I was so exhausted. I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I getting paid for this? I'm spending, and that's what I was doing for a while. It was like these hour conversations, like multiple times a week to try to get clients. And so I, I don't recommend that to my clients now. I'm like, you know, have them put some investment, right? Because I always say money is energy. If somebody's putting something into it, they're obviously gonna expect something from you, but then they're gonna reciprocate um, by putting some effort in that as well. And the energy is, is aligned. Mm -hmm. So I definitely recommend that. Um, and then moving forward, another challenge that I had was then taking that one-to-one -one as being the sole part of my business, which that can get exhausting too, if that's all you're doing and building a, a system, which I have is passive and active income, right? So the active income is obviously the one-on-one -on -one clients, the, you know, doing group calls, group coaching programs, but then having some passive income, right? Maybe there's some downloads, maybe it's some self-study courses, um, I think of my membership as a hybrid, right? Cause I have content that I offload onto the site, which is kind of my creative time. Um, and then I have a group call once a month, right? So that gives me that time in between those other three weeks to serve my one-on-one -on -one clients, to serve myself, um, to be on podcasts, to do other things that, you know, to write my book, uh, things that I'm really passionate about doing. So it, so it all feels aligned and connected and nothing feels too much or too overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. No, those yeah. are definitely really great, you know, pieces of advice for anyone who's sort of thinking about going to business. And I think to, you know, like you said, a lot of people probably wouldn't have thought about that.
And then has there been any big, or I guess one big successful moment that kind of springs out to you when you're sort of looking back at your journey through since starting your business? Hmm. I would say the first thing, and it's funny because I'm staring right now at my, the very first course that I launched. Um, that's not what I was thinking of initially, but, um, I have, you can't see it here, but my friend is a, an artist, like a pop artist. So she'll take photographs. So she took my cover graphic for my first course, which was live vibrant. Um, it was actually eight weeks self-study based on my personal wellness journey. Like how I took myself from the 80 pound overweight, you know, feeling extremely toxic in all areas. Like what are the steps I took to liberate myself, right? To starting my business, to living true to who I am. So I was looking at that painting that she painted from my cover graphic. Um, that was actually very, a huge highlight in my business. Cause that's like I said, the first time where I took from that one-to-one where it was like, I was customizing everything and serving where I got to open the doors to something that like 10, 15, 20 women can join at once. Right. And I'm, it's one effort to many, right. Receiving. So it was just kind of a beautiful, it's that one to many model, right. Versus that one-to-one. Um, but what I was actually going to say was my freedom and flow course. So that was actually my first group mastermind. I ran it a couple times in beta. Um, my membership is modeled after that, but it's like a skinny version, right? So this was like a 16 week intensive where they're literally learning all aspects of business. So not just like physical implementation systems, social media, but also the emotional aspects. We would sort of do like a business week and then a soul week and then a business week and then a soul week where we could really get in touch with as I would say, the emotional aspects of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And that really looking back was a huge successful moment for me because those months when I implemented that and got everybody on like a payment system, some of them were out to 12 months. Like I literally had a whole year planned out like in my business where I felt completely secure. I still had my one-on-one clients. I had that going full time. Um, it was intensive because Again, I'm not necessarily recommending this, um, (laughs) but I never sell a course or an offer before I create it. So that first offering, the 16 weeks, I literally birthed it as I went. Like I had the women in and then I created week one and then week two, week three. So it's like I was spending like three, four days a week creating, uh, recording videos, loading graphics every single week and for 16 weeks straight, four months. It was intense. But then I looked back after those four And I had a second round and a third round and a fourth round. And it was so beautiful to see the results of all that hard work, like touching so many women's lives, right? Mm -hmm. And touching them and seeing them make moves in their business and seeing them being successful in the business, right? All from something that, you know, I birthed and I created and they were living the exact vision, you know, that I had from the very beginning. So... Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, and you know, you sort of talked about how your business has changed from when it sort of started to now and how it's progressed. Um, is there anything that you've learned about yourself sort of through that process with your business as well? Absolutely. It's very cliche, but less is more. And I say that, I say that with a whole heart because I love to give and I always thought that the more I give in terms of a course, right? So my worksheets were 10 pages, my videos were 30 minutes. Like I had all these ideas in me and I'm like, you know what? The more I give, the more she's going to feel valued, right? The same with my clients who would have an hour session and I prepared personalized guides for them. And they'd be like 10 pages, like full with like a horoscope reading and the highlights of the call and links. And it's all amazing. 
But what I learned through that is that not only is that overwhelming to the student, but it's overwhelming to the creator, right? While you think, right, more is, is more, right? Actually less is more, right? And that was why I was inspired to create this membership to be like a skinny version. And it's funny because a lot of my members, I'm kind of loading content, dripping it slowly, not necessarily telling them when. And they're like logging in every day. Like they're messaging me like, hey, hey, when is new content? Like they're so excited versus like having a model that I had in the past where I was like, whoosh, like I create it and I'm like, here you go, right? And then you're logging in and you're like, where do I start? And oh my gosh, like this sounds exciting. And this, and you're getting all these ideas, right? As I always say, you get lots of um, ideas, right? But it leaves you with more questions and answers. That's how I always felt. And so now I'm like, you know what? Less is more. And I actually really got inspired. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book by Kate Northrup. It's called Do Less. Okay. And so I was a part of her membership a few years ago called Origin. And that's all she speaks about. And at first I was like, what do you mean do less? Like, how are you going to make more money doing less? Right. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know what? I can't knock an idea until I try it. And so I tried it. Like anytime I had an idea, oh, let me add this one more thing. I stopped myself and I'm like, is this really, do I need to spend another 30 minutes doing this? Or is this enough? Right. Cause a lot of those habits, again, they're, they're carried from the past, right? It's from my corporate past where my boss always wanted more. Right. Or maybe my parents who pushed me to like, get straight A's and you know, you can do it and you can write this whole perfectionist. And it's like, what would happen if I let go a little bit? Like how much more relieved would I feel? And then you would feel in the same process because you're not overwhelmed with information. And guess what? Just giving a little bit brings you back, right? You're like, okay, now what's next? And then I can continue, right? To give you answers. So it just, it feels lighter. I think it feels freer uh, and more connected. Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's a great way to look at it because, you know, I think, like you said, a lot of people don't realize that at the time um, until you really try it. So I think that's, that's definitely incredible. Um, and thank you for, you know, sharing your journey with that. You have such an incredible story that, you know, I think a lot of people can definitely relate to. And then before we just final up here, do you want to just let them know where they can find you and your business online? Sure. So my Facebook group that I mentioned before, um, that's free. So that's uh, bit.ly backslash Mozen Warriors. Um, on Facebook, it's called Alive with Jessica Silverman. And I'll send you that link as well. Um, I also have a texting group. So that's really cool. It's using an app called Community. Um, so you can text me the numbers 954-245-0178. Uh, and it's literally me that you're texting. It's not, you know, somebody from my team. <laughs> so you get to kind of pick my brain a little bit. Um, and then the membership that I mentioned, and you can kind of peek at some of the other things that I have through there. Um, it's bit.ly um, slash blossom your biz. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.